Welcome. You are listening to The Mindful Minute, meditations created for everyday joy. I'm your host, Meryl Arnett, and my passion is making meditation accessible and enjoyable. This podcast is recorded from my live Monday night meditation class, where we have a brief discussion followed by a guided meditation. If you would like to access these meditation practices as standalone audio files for your daily practice, please subscribe to my newsletter at merylarnett.com. It's free and you'll receive a new mini meditation each week, along with behind the scenes content and bonus material for each podcast episode. All right, let's grab a cup of tea, a comfy seat, and settle in for today's practice. Well, happy Monday. I am so glad to be back with all of you. Um, We were just catching up on our time with non-stealing, and now we're moving into the fourth ethical teaching, the fourth tenet. This one is um, in Sanskrit, brahmacharya. And most often, if you like Google brahmacharya, the first thing, the first translation you'll see is abstinence or celibacy. It's the first thing that comes up. And for sure, there are some monastic orders where that's how it's taught. That's the practice. It is abstinence. When we look at the actual translation of the word brahmacharya, what we see is that the truth of that word is more around the balancing of the body, mind, and energy. It is about managing and enlivening our own vitality. It's interesting, author um, Deborah Adele, who writes about all of these tenets, she translates the word brahmacharya as to walk with God. And her teaching around it is about the awareness of the sacredness in our everyday lives, right? The holiness of every day, every moment, every action. And whether we're exploring vitality or sanctity, we simply can't be aware of it when we are lost in excess. And so the translation or the word that we would most often use when talking about this ethical teaching, when you look uh, through the tantric lens, which is what we're looking at, and also through Buddhism, is non-excess. Non-excess. And, you know, (laughs) we tend to be a people of excess, (laughs) right? Like, let's just name it what it is. If we live in a, you know, um, modern capitalistic culture, we're people of excess, right? We have excess stuff. We have excess work. We have excess food a lot of the time. We um, might have excess entertainment. We could have excess spirituality and wellness, if we're not careful, right? We're like, we want all the things. And, you know, most of the time we can get whatever we want in like 24 hours delivered to our door. 
my son, my son wanted a book. I'm never one to say no to books. You ask me for a book, I'm going to buy you the book instantly. He wanted a book, but it was going to take two days to get here. And he would, you would have thought I told him like books have stopped being published. <laughs> the reaction was so intense because it was going to take two days instead of one. And I was like, right, excess. We expect it to be here today. And, you know, in most countries, let's be real, we could also just throw it out and pay somebody to come take it away and hide all of our excess so we don't ever have to acknowledge the horror of it, right? We think about, we think about the excess of stuff. And I know we've all, we've all done the like, you get that mad wild hair and you're like, I'm cleaning out the closet, right? I'm cleaning out under the bed. And you pull out all bags and bags of crap that you're like, how did this accumulate? And you get rid of it all. And six months later, we do it all over again, right? Even with the best of intentions, we just do it over and over again. And it's, you know, I, I have been thinking a lot actually about that excess, even in wellness spaces, in sort of the spiritual self-care spaces. And I'll be talking to people and it's like the crystals and the tarot decks and the bath salts. And like, I'm going to have my birth chart read and my Akashic records opened and I'm going to do all of these things. And I'm not knocking any of them. I'm not. And also that's a lot of things to be doing, right? And so we start to work this tenant of non-excess to pay attention to how we're um, living inside of excess and maybe not even noticing it. You know, I was gifted, speaking of books that I love, I was gifted a book for my birthday that I'm reading right now. It's a book published by the Foxfire organization. Foxfire is a nonprofit in North Georgia that works to preserve the history of Southern Appalachia, like the mountain folk of Southern Appalachia. It's really cool. Like you should definitely look them up. I'm completely in love with this book. And the book is, it's interviews mostly. It's like these North Georgia high school and college students that go into the mountains and they interview the old folk and they ask about their lives and record these stories. And in story after story after story, they're talking about growing up literally with no money, like not a little money, but no, there was no income. There was no money. And everything they had, they grew or made, or got from a neighbor. And I'm not saying this to like romanticize that or be like, we should all have no one. That's not what I'm saying. But I think it's really interesting to think about that in juxtaposition with our Amazon addicted ways, right? That's it's, I can't stop thinking about it when I'm reading the book. Like, you know, we have a tiny little garden bed we grow like, I don't know, maybe five vegetables at a time. And it got really cold in Georgia this winter for a couple of days, like insanely cold for Georgia. 
And it killed everything in my bed. Like there's nothing. And I'm like, oh, darn, my Brussels sprouts didn't make it this year. Bummer. Right. And I'm very fortunate that that is not going to impact how I'm eating this winter. Right. And in these stories, like that absolutely would have impacted how they ate for the winter. Right. And there are people in this world in this moment who absolutely are impacted because of weather. The farmers that I buy produce from, so many of them sent out notifications being like, whoa, that freeze was not good for us. Right. So we start to think about just having this awareness around what we have access to, what we take it for granted as normal and easy, when in fact maybe isn't. So when we think about excess of possessions, we could start just by exploring the question, do I really need this? When you're like going to click the buy now button, do I really need this? And if I couldn't get it, how would I make do without it? And after you answer those two questions, the last question I would invite you to ask is, how quickly will I be throwing this away? And at the end of those three questions, then we decide whether or not to click by now. And of course, as with all of these tenants, we can go deeper because it's not just about our stuff, right? We have excess in our doing, the things that we strive for and work towards, the ways that we eat, drink, entertain ourselves, the ways that we exercise or expect our bodies to perform. And as I was going through tonight's talk, I realized, y'all, I bet I have done no less than 10 series over the last decade on this topic alone. And I've never named it non-excess, but that's what it's all been about. A couple of years ago, I did an enoughness series. Some of you might remember it was about doing enough, having enough, being enough, non-excess. I did a mindful living series all about non-excess right? A couple times I've shared this story and I I decided to share it again because I think it's been at least a year since I've shared it. It's maybe one of my all-time favorites. So this was multiple decades ago at this point. I think it was in like 07, 08. The Washington Post did this unbelievable story. They put on a social science experiment and it was such a cool story. And what they did is they took Joshua Bell, one of the world's greatest violinists, and they dressed him in street clothes. You know, he wasn't in a tux. He was in his ball cap, jeans. And they put him in the DC Metro in morning rush hour. And they set him up like in a little corner and he opened his violin case on the ground put a couple coins in there to like seed it, right? 
And he pulled out his Stradivarius violin worth multiple millions of dollars. And the night before he had sold out the Boston Symphony Orchestra, sold it out, $100 a ticket, right? And he played in the DC Metro station for 45 minutes on his multi-million dollar violin. He played six classical pieces that are considered to be incredibly beautiful and incredibly difficult to play. And the question that the Washington Post asked was, how many people are going to stop and listen? When you're in a hurry, will you stop for beauty? That was the question. So I'm not going to ask you to actually answer this, but I will ask you to think of the answer in your head. More than a thousand people walked by him in 45 minutes. Just to yourself, think about how many people would you guess stopped for a couple minutes? The answer was seven. Seven people stopped, most of them not longer for one minute. Joshua Bell, multi-million dollar violin, one of the world's greatest violin players to this day. The question was, when you're in a rush, can you appreciate beauty? And the answer was overwhelmingly, no, I cannot. It is 8.30 and I have to be at work at nine. Right? Sarah says, I've been late to work for staring at the moon and the stars. Awesome. I fully support it. I don't want you to get fired, but awesome. You should stare at the moon and the stars. We should stop for Joshua Bell, right? And this is the fullness of the teaching of non-excess, right? This is the teaching right here is appreciate beauty. Slow down. The the, the way that I love the, the wording that I love or the teaching that I love around this is when life feels dull and ordinary, you are lost in excess. When life feels dull and ordinary, you are lost in excess. That is saying to us, take a break. Stop. This is the teaching, stop. Notice the sunrise. Notice the sunset. Notice the stars in the moon or the birds in the backyard. Right? Notice your child laughing or misbehaving. Notice the way your coffee smells, right? Go to bed a little earlier. Get up a little earlier. Put your phone down. We start to stop. Restraint even could be the word. And this is the interesting thing. Like, so we're talking about this and you're like, okay, so really this teaching is around pleasure, right? This is the pleasure principle is like, wake up. It is not a mistake that we're alive. We're meant to be alive and awake for that aliveness, the tricky part is to see the beauty, to see the sacredness and the magic 
It's not a bacchanalian free-for-all. It's actually the restraint. It's limiting the excess that lets us fully feel alive and vital and appreciate the sanctity in whatever your daily life looks like. And so we might be like, oh, non-excess, I shouldn't buy the extra thing, right? For sure. Let's think about that. But let's also remember that this teaching is around pleasure. Don't buy the thing because you don't want it to block your joy. Right? Make room for yourself, for your life. So we're going to practice in a minute. And then we'll spend the week exploring non-excess. And I want to plant the same reminder I'm trying to plant every week, which is please remember that we're not meant to go 110% immediately. Right? Don't like (laughs) Marie Kondo (laughs) the shit out of your house, okay? Take a breath. Calm down. We're all going to be okay. And maybe you will at some point, but also you could just pause for a second before you hit buy. And you might still, you might still hit buy and that would be okay too, but let's create the pause. Let's create the awareness and we'll let our non-excess unfold from there. Right? Good. Okay. So take a minute just to like, it's always a lot. These are, these talks are big. Shift around a little bit, maybe uncross your legs, recross them the other way. Let your hands rest onto your lap. Let your eyes close if you'd like. Or perhaps you'll just take a soft gaze down towards the ground. And together as a group, let's take a nice deep inhale in. Exhale out a sigh. And we'll just do that again, inhaling deeply. Exhaling out a sigh. And you'll allow your breath just to flow. And you're gonna take a minute in these first few breaths just to consciously let go of the talk. To let go of all the ideas, the plans, the expectations that might be churning inside you in this moment. There will be plenty of time to plan. But right now, right now is our time to meditate.
And so we'll just say that silently to ourselves. Now is my time to meditate. Now is my time to meditate. And as you say those words to yourself, I wonder if you can find a way to sit down a little more. To soften the edges and the insides of your body. To let yourself go into the cushion or chair beneath you. Maybe relaxing along your hips and your thighs. And perhaps softening across the muscles of your belly. Softening the muscles of the chest. Across your shoulders. And letting go across the jaw and the inside of the cheeks. Softening the skin of the forehead. And the space behind the forehead. And for a moment, maybe you'll bring your awareness to the whole right side of the spine. Just taking a breath or two, feeling space on the right side of the spine. And creating that same sense of space on the left side of the spine. Creating space along the front of the spine. And space along the back side of your spine. We allow our breath to flow smoothly and evenly.
and bring our awareness all the way down to the very base of the body. The base of the pelvis, base of the spine. This is where we would feel the element of earth in the body. And you might imagine, sense or feel yourself planting non-excess in the earth of your body. Breathing in and out the base of the spine and just feeling yourself plant non-excess here at the base. Gradually, you let your awareness move up just a few inches towards the sacrum, that flat, triangular-shaped bone. This is the home of water. And here you might feel non-excess moving on a current or sprinkling like rain. Allowing this idea of non-excess to just flow through the body. And our awareness rises just up behind the navel center. The home of fire here. And you feel it or see it or imagine it like a spark. an igniting or an energizing. Feeling non-excess energized through the body. 
And our awareness rises once more towards the center of the chest. Breathing in and out of the heart center. The home of air. And so you feel with every breath you take, this idea, this practice of non-excess moving through you and around you. Breathing non-excess of things, non-excess of doing, non-excess of being, breathing in and out of the heart center. Gradually let your awareness move towards the center of the throat. This is ether. Ether is the space that contains it all. Letting non-excess permeate the ether the container, breathing in and out of the center of the throat, non-excess. Your awareness travels up now and right into the middle of the brain. The midbrain, beyond all the elements at this point. Feel the idea, the practice of non-excess taking root here as you breathe in and out the center of the brain. 
Awareness travels up to the crown, a full, expansive experience, non-excess at the crown. throat center. And the heart center. And the navel center. down through the sacrum, breathing in and out. Down to the very base of the pelvis. And taking this last moment to simply feel the body breathing. Resting within the practice of non-excess. Feel your breath deep in here. Wiggle your fingers and your toes, reminding yourself of those edges. Feel the cushion or chair beneath you as you straighten your spine if you've slumped over. Together, we'll take one last deep breath in. Exhaling out a sigh. And taking all the time you need to let go of your practice, to blink your eyes open once again. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to the Mindful Minute. 
If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider sharing it with a friend or leaving me a review wherever you get your podcasts. This helps others to find the show. And let's face it, we could definitely use more meditators in this world. The Mindful Minute is recorded on Muskogee land and produced with the support of Madeline Day Production Management and Brianna Nielsen Virtual Assistance. To join my live classes, ask questions, or learn more about my teacher trainings, please visit merylarnett.com. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you guys next week.